You're listening to the Simple Growth Podcast, the show that helps business owners get their life back. Here's your host, Mike Callahan. Hey, welcome back to the SA Weekly Talk Show here. Mike Callahan with my special guest, Garrett Matthews out of Shreveport, Louisiana. Uh, looks like we actually got somebody behind you there, Garrett, in the office joining us remotely as well. Um, looks like Garrett's coming live from the office there uh, where they actually specialize in Christmas light installs uh, in the fall season. So that's the reason why we're bringing Garrett on. I want to apologize first for um, not being live yesterday. I had something pop up in my business uh, up in New York. So we had to take care of a couple things, but uh, we are live back. We're going to talk about Christmas light installs, how to set it up in your business, the different models, whether we sell the actual products, we lease them, how do we build them? And then some business and processes systems around that. And then finally, how to set this all up and service autopilot. So uh, Garrett, if, if no one has met you or hasn't heard about your background in the lawn care landscape industry, or uh, maybe even your uh, interesting uh, past there in the fire department, a um, little background on you and how you cut your teeth in the lawn care industry. I just So just like everybody else has got started a minute now, we are a maintenance company. Uh, we do landscape maintenance, lawn maintenance, fertilization, uh, recently had a pest control, and then we do Christmas lights in the off season. So. Uh, it's uh it, it's a really good service for us and we'll get into this here in a minute of why it is a good service for us but it's uh it it, it really it bridges a big labor gap for us uh labor a labor shortage a, a, a time shortage if you will so uh i'm a big fan of them i like them a lot and uh who knows after this talk maybe you'll be a big fan of them absolutely i know well, we, we were thinking about it in the northeast and i guess uh first question is you know, what's the purpose of holiday lighting? And you kind of hit on it with the labor. Um, I know so, you're you, Yeah, you, you need to, there's there's two different, in my, these are all my opinions. And for anybody that is going to watch this, it is in light. Some of this might be kind of one-on-one stuff. So I apologize if you don't get a ton of value out of it. But, you know, so first off, it, it, you got to figure out why you're going to do the lights. And, and there's, there's two basic ways of setting it up. You either a are trying to set up a uh, a separate standalone business, like you want Christmas light to be its own thing, where you're going to have to hire its own employees and you're going to have to have its own systems and everything else, or are you just trying to bridge a a, a work shortage? Are you trying to keep guys busy uh, for that certain time of year? In my opinion, you know, depending on what you're wanting to get out of it, depends upon the steps you're going to take to get it set up, uh, how detailed or how basic you're going to keep it. Um, you know, if, if you're in the Northeast and, and Christmas lights are going to interfere with leaves, I mean, we don't really have leaves, so I'm not sure on the timing of all of it, but if you have any kind of service, you know, if, if you don't have a problem keeping guys busy, and when I say keeping guys busy, you know, your window is really, I mean, it can be as big as you want it, but that November to December, first week of December, you know, if, if you've got a labor shortage in, in, or if you've got a work shortage in that time, Christmas lights would be a good fit. If you're struggling to get all of your work done during that time, well, it might not be a good fit. Um, you know, so you kind of need to decide what your labor needs are, why you're even getting into it in the first place. So uh, for us, you know, our grass slows down pretty significantly around uh mid to the later part of october so you know 
when our grass goes from weekly to bi-weekly, well, that means half of my grass cutting crews, I need something for them to do. They're only going to be able to work half the hours. So it's, an, uh, it's a way to keep the guys busy, keep their hours up. But at the same time, just it keeps revenue coming in. And, and if done right, Christmas can be a good revenue source. So, um, you know, first, that would be the first thing I think I would, you need to be self-aware of and you need to, to be, you need to, you need to understand why you're going about it, why you're going to do the lights in the first place. So, uh, you know, me personally, I'm not interested in having to go out and hire all new staff just to do lights. You know, it's, it's, we will only ever do as many lights as needed to keep our current staffing situation occupied and busy. Uh, so I think that's kind of an important, an important thing to, to figure out at first going into it. So Garrett, that's an interesting point. So I know obviously in the Northeast, we're, we're struggling a lot of times to actually get the leaves and, and, and things picked up. And even that transition zone going down in the Virginia and the Carolinas, we see that as well sometimes. Um, the further south you get or southwest, you kind of fall into that area. Um, but if we've got people from either Canada or the Northeast um, looking at this, and I know we do a lot, a lot of our viewers are, is uh, one of the things that, that hit, hit me in my head was, well, what if, if it, what the stand, it, whether it's a standalone business or an add-on ancillary business, what are we looking for as like investment and overhead of equipment and um, maybe not even necessary extra people, but maybe if I'm playing the what if game, maybe I don't like the leaf removal game in my part of the country because it's so short and it requires capital intensive investments to, to hire and get dump trucks and loaders so, and things like that. So theoretically, you're going to already have most of the stuff, you know, you've already got the trucks. Uh, you know, we, we don't, we have one trailer that we store some stuff in, but we don't really use it. So you don't, you know, you don't need trucks, uh, or you're going to use your existing trucks. you probably already have ladders, uh, specifically step ladders. You know, we use some extension ladders, but, uh, I mean, you can go buy all the extension ladders you need for a couple hundred bucks at Home Depot. I mean, that's literally outside of the actual Christmas light material. The ladders is probably the most, uh, the way we are set up. We're set up very, try to be very streamlined, very basic. We don't want to get extravagant with it. So, you know, we don't have to have any technical uh, equipment. We don't have to have lifts because we don't, you know, we turn those jobs down. We don't do those jobs. So the ladders, some wire cutters. I mean, you know, it's, it's very basic. Uh, it's very basic equipment. So it, it's that, that part of it is uh, very minimal. Uh, it, it, that's a non, that should be a non-issue. If, if you're having to worry about a $200 ladder, then, then there's other things that need to be addressed. So. Awesome. So I, I love it. And I, I just was interested in that perspective because I know a lot of business owners um, that I've been talking to lately are looking at their overhead structure and like, well, should I invest in hundreds of thousands of dollars equipment just to handle leaves in the spring and fall when that's not really their core business. It's another ancillary service like lighting that can do that. So as we kind of dive into that, Garrett. Um, well, you know, look, look at it like this. If you, you know, look, you, you've heard the word equipment utilization. So if you've got your trucks that uh, you're mowing grass, like for us, we're, we're mowing grass with our, we're putting up lights with our grass trucks. Uh, so, you know, we are, are, are capturing all of the expense of our trucks inside of our mowing operations so all this has done is this has allowed us to capitalize and make more money on existing equipment for several more weeks into the year uh so it just you know it just it keeps more revenue it's just another way to make more revenue i'm not i'm not counting on christmas lights to pay for my trucks because i'm going to have to have my mowing truck whether i do christmas lights or not so it, it's you, you know you start looking at it from different financial perspectives like that and 
it can definitely start having more of an impact than what you might realize. And like I said, it, it, you already have the truck for mowing, so you're not having to buy $10,000 plows or however much those things cost. So. Too much, too much. Um, so diving in there, Gary. So let, let's just say we just started out in the lighting industry or maybe we're already existing, but we're just trying to figure out the mix make, to make it work. And obviously being a savvy veteran of yourself, what are the best ways of selling Christmas lights? So there's two different particular models that I've seen uh, through my research is one is to actually go out and lease the holiday lights to the consumer as a package price. And the other is to actually separate the product and the labor to install it. And I'm assuming probably take it down. Um, so, so into that, can you kind of look at the two different models, the pros and cons, and what are your thoughts if somebody's in it or if they're getting into it? How do you have that decision and make, make that choice? Well, so, you know, obviously if, you know, it depends on which one you're going to go uh, go with. It, neither one of them, and you're right, there's the, the purchase model and the lease model or however you want to call it. Neither one of them is right. Neither one of them is wrong. You're going to find strong proponents and arguments for both. Uh, if you're going to do the lease, well, then that is going to be another upfront expense that you're going to have to incur. Uh, you know, with the lease model, I, I've heard different arguments. There's people try to recover the expense of the lights over different amounts of time. Um, we personally, we use the purchase model. Uh, we want to recover as much of the material. We want to recover all of the expensive material up front the first year. So when we give people a price, it's, Hey, this is how much it costs to install and remove it. And this is how much additional it's going to cost the first year because you're having to buy the lights. In my opinion, this is, this is my argument for why we do the purchase model. If, I sell you the lights and you actually physically own the lights. There's a sense of ownership with you. You own these lights. Well, part of the, the other part of our model that's part of most people's models is, is even if you're going to do the lease model, you still have to store these lights. So we follow the purchase model, but we offer to in, install, service, remove, and then store. You're having to store them regardless of which model you do. So for me, I feel like that if you have gone through the expense of purchasing these lights. You're going to have more of an emotional attachment and commitment to your material. Therefore, you're going to be more apt to want to install your material next year because, you know, you've gone through the expense of it. You've you've purchased the lights. So you want to make sure you install them because you want to be able to continue enjoying the investment that you made. So that's one of the reasons. Um, another benefit of actually per or storing something that you've purchased is that you know, I don't really have to worry about uh, you shopping it out next year, you know, like, oh, well, you know, they, they've got my lights. So I'm just why would I go with anybody else? I'm just going to call them up. So whereas with a lease, I think people are I feel like they have an option to back out and not do it or not worry about it if they uh, if they lease them. So there again, like I said from the beginning, though, I don't think one's right or one's wrong. I just think it's a matter of you need to. Figure out a way, figure out a path, commit to it, and stick with it. Okay, great advice, Gary. And I want to, want to uh, let everybody know, if you have questions for Garrett, drop them below at the end. Uh, if we have time, we'll answer them live or even the recorded version. Uh, I want to say what's up to Ashley and obviously uh, Kayla in the background there, um, some of our friends over at Matthews Landscape. Uh, but Garrett, I, I think you hit it. One point that I wanted to touch on before we continue to go into this a little bit deeper is um, if you're storing those uh, materials as far as the wreaths and the lights and different things like that, I'm assuming you've kind of got the upper hand because if they want to go out and cancel the service and go to another competitor, um, is there some type of charge or penalty to 
actually get their materials and give them back to them so another competitor could actually do that? Or do you just hand over those lights? Uh, no, I mean, if they want their lights, they are more than welcome to come pick them up whenever they're ready and we'll just, we'll pull them out. Now, the way that we store our stuff, I mean, you're not gonna call us in May and come get your lights. That's just not gonna be very realistic. But right now, all of our stuff is out organized and situated. So, you know, if you decide you don't wanna do them, you're more than welcome to come pick them up. Okay. Beautiful. So, it's, so now it's you've gotten the material. Okay. So now that we've gotten into this game, we've kind of figured out is it going to be a standalone or just an ancillary add-on? Um, and we've kind of figured out that buyer lease model. Uh, how do we actually go out, in your opinion, it, to be effective to market the uh, services? And then tying into that, one of the biggest questions we get at Simple Grow, especially when we're doing the the automations, is when is the appropriate time to start marketing to new clients? Um, basically to make sure anybody who's already in your docket to, that's going to renew a yes or no, I'm assuming you probably want a, a solid yes or no for those. You're not just going to show up and put them up. Um, and maybe you do. So we can hit that. And then maybe if you're circling back to people who have canceled or lost estimates in the past, when's the appropriate time to start marketing to each part of that segment? So we were 40% booked for Christmas lights back in August. Okay. Uh, so we, you know, we, we start early. So, uh, the, the, to start actual what I'm going to call marketing, I'm not going to say I'm not going to talk about uh, uh, I'm not going to talk about trying to recapture yet. I'm talking about trying to market to new clients. I have an opinion that you shouldn't start. You shouldn't really worry about it until after Halloween. I feel like you kind of want to get, you know, I, I think two holidays in between is 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 kind of a lot. Let's 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 get past Halloween. Once Halloween comes and goes. If I can cut you off for just one second, because I think it, it, it's an important point there. And I know a lot of people that watch you on Facebook and the service autopilot area is you dominate with your um, organic content where you're going out educating things about the yard and home. Uh, are you also being cognizant of your marketing with your organic content after the holidays? So you're not really talking about best practices and things with that and building that relevancy or is that is that beforehand? I mean, there's not a lot of purpose to our organic. We're literally talking about whatever's relevant here and now and today. So, you know, yeah, we'll we'll start here soon enough. I mean, it, it's just we'll just start showing showing things about it and start talking about it. Uh, I, I don't think timing on that matters nearly as much as just doing it. So uh, we don't actually start. So this is going to sound crazy because for Christmas lights, I've talked to multiple people, um, all several people that we've talked to about getting going in lights, and, and it's it's crazy as it sounds, but yard signs, yard signs have proven to be the number one lead source, specifically yard signs in the yards of houses you've installed. We get a ton of leads from, you know, I'll hang lights at your house tonight. We put a sign out. I'll hang lights at your house today, and there'll be a sign out, and your lights come on tonight. And tomorrow we're going to get two or three calls from people uh, that are on your street or around the corner from you because there's still a lot of people that are uneducated to the fact that this service even exists uh, as far as out in the market. So we've tested it hands down yard signs as crazy as that sounds is the best. And it's super cheap. If you buy them in bulk, I mean, you can get yard signs for a couple bucks a sign. Um, you just need to go ahead and, uh, uh, you need to just accept the fact that they're going to get taken up, be it by competitors or by, you know, HOAs or the, the city or, or whoever it is. You're going to lose signs. 
we very much so knowing, like we have a competitor that takes them down all the time. But even aside from that, they work so well that we just, we're not worried about it. We're not concerned with it. We still drop them in the, we drop them in the yard, uh, the yards. We drop them on street corners. We put them everywhere in the areas that we are more worried about. Uh, it's a very basic sign. It's just a red sign. It just says we hang Christmas lights and it has our phone number. Um, we just want to get the point across. We want to get people intrigued and then we want you to call. So uh, your, your close rate is not going to be very good with Christmas lights. Uh, it surprises me every year at the people that do buy lights and it surprises me at the people that don't buy lights. So people that you would think that, I mean, we have customers that just, think everything we offer is absolutely crazy why would people pay for that but they'll buy christmas lights and then we've got people that will spend thousands of dollars in maintenance and they think that paying someone to do christmas lights is just crazy so i would i would caution you to not be careful profiling your clients because uh if you try to profile a christmas light client the same way you're going to profile a lawn care client you're 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 gonna you're gonna miss out you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna be wrong in some cases so um that's uh that that was a big one and then you've got you've got social media you've got different things like that i have never had any luck we don't do any direct mail anymore we don't do anything in the mail i think that's anyway that's a whole other conversation but we, we don't do anything in the mail i think it's too slow i think that the the entire process of christmas happens so fast that you got to be able to capture their attention you got to be able to get them to inquire and you got to be able to get them converted as, as fast as possible. You don't want them thinking about it or dwelling on it or anything like that. So uh, I would say that uh, really there's only two lead sources for us out, outside of recapture. I'm talking for new clients, uh, the yard signs and then social media, um, you know, Instagram pictures before and after pictures, Mike, or I say before and after like nighttime pictures of the house, what it looks like during the day, what it looks like at night, just different things like that. Uh, as far as recapturing, so like I was saying earlier, something that you're going to realize as you get deeper into Christmas is is that um, as you as you hang the lights, the window is real small. So the most popular time is that six week period right there, right before how or right before Thanksgiving and, and the two weeks after Thanksgiving. Well, you're going to get to a point the longer you're in this that you're going to you're going to have more work than what you can physically sell in that window. So what you end up having to do is you end up having to slowly start backing up into October. So like we're hanging lights right now. Those lights won't get turned on until Thanksgiving, but we're hanging them now. So you just, you, the whole object is, is that if I hung your lights last year, the week after Thanksgiving, it's probably because you were a new client, you figured it out, you came on board. Well, we're gonna start trying to send you estimates and start trying to go ahead and get you on board and uh, on the books for next year, we start that process back in August. So you're, you're actively filling that pipeline proactively. And then basically the, the new people are going to be the latest installs. But if you already had a track record with them, we're going to sell them, you know, July or August, whatever that may be moving in. So that, that schedule is already booked. So basically we're just creating that, that continued sales pipeline. One of the things I wanted to touch on Garrett, before we hop into um, how to actually set this up and, and do the installs and the service autopilot uh, part of it is, um, you're almost going into some like guerrilla marketing with these signs. Um, and it, it, you know, it works well in other services, but it seems to me at least um, in the Southwest and different areas in Arizona, I know Chad Cranston probably watching, uh, does a lot of signs out there and some of the other gentlemen we know in the Carolinas 
uh, do a lot of signs around Christmas. Do you have any thoughts or reasoning why that works almost better for this service than other services? It's just because maybe I, I, don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, because you know it worked so well for Christmas that like we've had signs made that say you know we service sprinklers or we mow grass things like that and it people don't respond to it nearly like they do. I just think there's something about Christmas. I think people get in a, I think they get in a, a mood, they get in a spirit, and and I just think it, I just it makes them happy. And you're going to get tire kickers. You know our close rate with Christmas is only are in the 30s. Uh, which is is pretty standard or pretty normal. Um, it, it's you're going to get people that call. Oh, you hang Christmas lights? Well, I've got mine in a box. Will you come hang them? Well, no, that, that, we don't hang those kind of Christmas lights. So you know you're going to have to to field some unnecessary phone calls, but it's worth it. Uh, it's worth it if you're wanting to capture a, a, a higher ticket item. Especially if you know, it's especially worth it if you're trying to. Uh, fill in that labor gap. Okay, we got a quick question that was uh, submitted by Jordan here. Do you feel like you're able to high, uh, sell them at a higher, uh, sell them higher than a leasing? So basically, I think he's asking if you sell the actual product themselves, do you be, are you able to sell them higher? So, than I'm not worried. I'm, we're not trying to make our money on the actual material. You know, it's just like everything else. You know, yes, you can make some some money on material. You guys, you're making your money off of your late. We sell labor. Labor is where you're going to make the lion's share of your money. So don't don't you don't want to drive the, the expense of the job up any more than what you have to. I would almost encourage you to to, to give it give it away at cost. At the, you know what I mean? Almost in 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 a trade-off for a higher labor rate so because the material is just going to you're going to capture it one time whereas the labor is something you're going to capture year over year so um we, you know we don't we we don't mark our we mark our labor up enough to to, to cover the expense of us having to touch it a couple times and and you know the actual material itself but outside of that yeah no we're not really making any money on the material we're making our money on the actual labor Okay. Because we want to, we want to, we want to capture that money year after year. Like what you hear so far? Make sure you never miss a show by clicking the subscribe button now. Want a free guide to secrets of simple growth automation? Head over to www.startsimplegrowth.com and click Get Started. We'll deliver our guide to your messenger. Plus, enter to win a free estimator chatbot. All right, that makes sense. So as we're, we're going to go into probably how to set this up in SA in a minute here or two and how to actually run the physical business as far as the setup and the takedown. Um, a couple of questions that were submitted via privately myself and some of the, the public things was, um, do we warranty the work? Do we go out if a light goes out? Um, what's the wh how, how does a professional company stand behind the actual decorations themselves uh, and, and provide excellent quality? Is there different approaches to that? Is there an industry standard? Um, what's that look like? You know, so I think it gets into your unique selling points. You know, what are you going to offer if the guy down the street's offering something that you're not, you know, well, if it makes it more appealing or not appealing, then uh, that, that's not, that's not our sign. That's not our sign. <laughs> uh, uh, show a little love to the competition, Gary. Uh, no, it's not. You can go on. Oh, that. man, I love Facebook. Uh, the uh, I don't know, I lost my train of thought now. Oh, uh, so if the light goes <laughs> you know down, uh, do, do we stand behind? Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. So, 
you know, we, if it's a default in the actual material, yeah, you need to go out there and you need to service it. Cause most of the time it, it's, it's like a light bulb. that's going to cost a dollar. So it's not that big of a deal. If you are smart about how you market it and, and you're in a, in a, in a concentrated area, chances are you're going to be down the street or around the corner from them anyway. So it doesn't hurt just to stop by and change out a bulb. It's going to keep them happy and it's going to keep them coming back. We only go with LEDs, so you don't have to worry about nearly as many of the uh, issues, if you will. Uh, I'm going to give you the language so you can put it on the document. But, you know, we have some different language in ours that, you know, if, if, a, if a blizzard comes through for y'all or if a tornado comes through, you know, if there's acts of God beyond our control, you know, you can't really cover that. Uh, you know, if somebody's badass kid comes by and starts kicking ground lights over and, and breaks a bunch of ground lights, we're not going to cover that. But, you know, barring anything uh, beyond our control, yeah, I mean, we're just going to go and fix it. So, because yeah. the more you do, the, the, the more it's going to come up. You know, you're going to have people that will trip a GFI or stuff's going to happen. You know, every single light socket is a, a, a possibility to have water come in. And if you get water come in, it's going to trip a GFI. Service is just something you're going to, you're going to, you're going to get service calls. You're going to get service issues. Uh, and, and so you might as well just go handle it. It's easier just to, to, to just go handle it than it is to try to fight it. Okay. And that kind of ran, ran in perfect. So we're going to dive into how to set this up and essay at the end of this, because uh, it kind of runs into how to run the business. You've kind of set that point there. If I'm understanding you right, you are suggesting probably going with LEDs versus the regular C9 uh, traditional bulb because it's just easier to manage, right? My recommendation and the way we set it up is is that uh, you know don't complicate things. Uh, you need to you need to pick out like one product. Like we only sell C9s. We only sell 12 inch spacing. We only buy one type of wire. We only use green wire. We only use single tabs. We only sell warm white LED or multicolored LED. Like, you know, we, we, we make things very simple, very streamlined. Um, and then, you know, we, we're either going to put them on the roof or we're going to outline your landscaping, garland wreaths, and some minis. Like, just have a couple of different options. It's when you start complicating things is when you start needing more technical skill. Um, you know, for instance, when we got started in this, we did incandescence. Well, incandescence created a whole nother set of issues with power. And now you got to start making sure guys are trained and they know that I can only have this many bulbs on a run and we can only have this many runs on a socket or on a, on a, on a breaker and, and just different mathematical equations. And, and it just took more of a technical skill. Whereas with LEDs, power is not really an issue. So now it's literally a matter of just, you know, getting your lights on the house, getting it all connected, Having all the having it all run in one direction and then getting it plugged up. So keep things very basic, keep things very simple. Uh, you know, sim simplize your or standardize your pricing. You know, we've got first floor, second floor pricing. Uh, if we have to have a lift, we just turn it down. One thing you're going to find out with Christmas, and I guess this is market dependent as well, but you know, you're if you do it right you're going to get more leads than what you're capable of installing. You're going to sell more work than what you're capable of installing, which is a good thing. So you can, you can be picky with the Christmas. It's just like if you do push mow only, you're not going to take on a two acre lot because it just doesn't make sense. You know, you're not going to go buy a big mower for that one yard. We're not going to buy a lift for two yards that we're going to do um, or two houses that we're going to do. So you just got to know what to accept and what to turn down.
So I think that's great advice, Garrett. So if anybody watching, you listen to this, and this is something that resonates, especially when uh, we have these uh, SA regional events where Jonathan Toshnik, co-founder of Service Autopilot, myself, uh, Garrett Matthews has been to a few of them. Uh, one of the things that Jonathan preaches a lot of times is simplicity in the business, sell those core services, and then upsell to ancillary services. Uh, very similar to what Garrett's approach is with, with the holiday lighting is He's going out and creating a very standardized service that doesn't rely around Garrett as the business owner to go out, estimate, install, and manage those crews. He could leave for several weeks and, the, and those estimates still can happen. Um, so I'm sure Kayla right behind him could probably maybe even do something for the computer or he has a manager in the field. So one of the things that Garrett, I, I think I really just want to highlight it is, is you're attacking this new service. Um, and I've seen it firsthand. It's not something that we do, but setting up service autopilot for people doing lights. Um, there is a night and day difference and there's no difference. It's either they have 150 different products they're offering or they have a core group that simplifies the process where they can get these estimates out, boom, 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 and set them up. Um, well, because we only have one product, because we only have C9 and we only have LED, we only have one line item for product. So, you know, we're able to say the front of your house, you know, the front fascia roof line and it's however many feet it is. And then there is no option. There is no discretion. It's one line item for product. It's it's C9 and it's the same number of feet of C9 as it is for the feet that you're going to try to install. Um, so, yeah, as, as far as setting it up, you know, we we have like I said, we have simple roof line or we have L. we call it L1, which is L1 roof line, first story, level one, level two roof line, second story. And then you have your ridges and your peaks. That's something in our area. I don't know about, you know, some of the more northern ones where they get a lot of snow. You might not be able to put stuff actually on the roof. Uh, we do ground lights as well, but it's all standardized and the, and the pricing is the same. Uh, so you're able to just have that one line item. Uh, something that we found, too, with the bidding is, is that, you know, somebody might not realize what they can and can't get. So you might say, yeah, I just want some lights across the front of my house. Well, we're going to give you the quote for the lights across the front of your house, but we're also going to say, you know, if you wanted to go down the sides of your house, it would cost this. If you want to do them on your roof, it would cost this. If you want garland and Reese, it would cost this. Like we just line item it all out. There is no grand total. And that way people can actually see this, uh, they can see this itemized estimate for what it is that, that they can and can't have, uh, you know, and we also show, we show them the price of that material too, because what that lets them know now without having to call you and ask you. And when they're discussing it with their spouse or whatever is, is that, Oh, well, it's this much to put them up and take them down. And then there's my material. So they know next year next that's going to drop off. Drop it's going to just be this. Awesome. So when we hop into the tail end of this here, because we're getting into it, uh, we're going to tackle how to actually set that up in SA. And if there's interest, anybody watching this, make a comment. Uh, if you want Friday uh, or tomorrow, depending on scheduling. Less than um, 5%. Gonna, in yeah. What, yeah. Attrition rate. I was going to ask you that. So if you are interested in finding out how to set this up in SA on a live uh, Facebook live, where we go step by step to show how Garrett's model is set up um, potentially and even the lease model, we'll do that. So make a comment below if we have enough, uh, want for that we're we'll actually do a facebook live inside screen share with sa um in addition we've got robert wanting to know um i don't i, I obviously don't want to share your prices but is there an average price or is there um i don't want to say average yeah, price, difference based on first and second floor does that price go up or down is it the same i was talking with somebody just today that's charging like eight dollars a foot for lights and i about 
fell out when he said that. It's it, that's all over the map. I think you need to be very, just like everything else, you need to be real careful with that. You need to figure out what you need to make, and that's what you need to charge. Okay. Uh, I know it's kind of crazy. I would say, from my experience, anything in that two to five dollar range uh, seems to be kind of common. I hope that's that helps. Maybe put them in your foot installed. Yes. And now, I think the question was was more directed at: Does the price change if it's first story or second story? Is it pretty much average across the board? And no, for, for us, it changes because it's going to take you longer. Second story is going to require a bigger ladder, and it, you know, bigger ladders are heavier. Bigger ladders take longer to climb up and climb down, longer to move. You might have to have help. Uh, so yeah, you know, your second story needs to it needs to cost more. Just like your roof, you know, your roof is going to cost a little different. Your ground lights are going to cost a little different. So because it's all it's it's all dependent upon your labor and what it is that you need to to charge to cover your expense. So very similar to like your lawn mowing or air issue overseeing. We got different production mm -hmm. rates based on whether it's on the ground, it's on the first story, second story. Um, and you're gonna you're gonna suck in the first year, and you're gonna be slow, and you're not gonna make as much money as you think. Uh, and then after a while, it's gonna click with you, and you're gonna be like, "Holy cow, we could do X, Y, and Z," and it's gonna speed you up by twenty percent. So uh, you know, as far as what to you need to charge two to five dollars a foot somewhere in there and you need to buy some christmas lights and you need to practice on your house and your mom's house and your brother's house and you need to just get a little bit of experience behind you and then you need to figure out you need to time yourself you need to kind of wrap your head around what it actually takes um you know different areas up north the same guy I was talking about that's charging eight dollars a foot when you talk to him he's dealing with bigger houses that are more circuit story they get snow and ice he has to have more safety uh, he has to have taller ladders. It just takes him longer, you know, so down here, you know, a, one of our biggest issues is the roofs are still too hot. So, I mean, it's 80 something degrees today. Uh, so, you know, it's just different strokes, it's different, different areas. I think pricing is going to be different. So I think it's kind of dangerous to compare pricing for different regions because there's going to be so many different variables there. Yeah. Send, send some of that heat up here, brother. It is, it's getting cold. Um, and I'm a fair weathered man, but um, I can't agree with you more. Uh, test it out on your house, your, your parents' house. Uh, we were thinking about getting into Christmas lights. We're in upstate New York. I did it at my house, and I actually had the um, the regular C9s, not the LEDs. We had to string together no more than two strands. We were blowing circuits. It was a disaster. Um, so I think LEDs was really good advice, um, just my limited knowledge of it. Um, but when we did that, I actually did it when it was a little dicey on the roof. And that's what kept us out of it in the Northeast because I didn't dare put my guys up there with the thought that they could be hitting some ice and flying off the roof. So uh, depending where you're at, um, I agree. And I, and I, I want to add on to that, Garrett. I think uh, no matter where you're at, don't base your price on your competitor, the people on Facebook, know your own costs, track in an essay if you're using it or pen and paper and know those production rate costs. Also bear in mind too, though, that you're, Whenever you're building your price, and, and there again, you don't have to do yours this way, but I think the vast majority of everybody does it. When you give someone a price, that price includes you coming back and taking those lights down as well. So whatever it took you to put those lights up, from our experience, 10 to 20 percent of the, of, the, of the time it takes to put them up needs to be allocated to take them down. So that's just something you need to be aware of, and you need to factor that into your pricing as well. Uh, yeah, you, must, you must have been reading my mind. Uh, it was actually, uh, I want to give a shout out to John Dominey. He was just up in New York for our two-day automation boot camp. Um, and one of the questions that John wanted me to ask you was, how do you handle the, 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 um, 
the actual taking down of the product, you kind of hit the percentage there. Um, in addition, so he was curious, his question was, is it a particular line item or do we have the materials, the setup, and then the uninstall as three different line items or is it just it's set up one, and take down all in one? One line item, one price, keep it simple. Uh, you know, they just, yeah, no, it's one, it's one line item and, and you sell it as that you sell it as, as, as an install a service and a removal and, and storage as well. So, um, for us, it works one line item. I think it just takes a lot of the math out of it. It takes a lot of the guesswork out of it and it can be just, you know, it's a very emotional purchase. It just, it just, it, it's simple. You got to simplify it. I believe very, very strongly in just keeping things simple. So, um, but yes, no, like I said, just standardize it. You know, it's one price. Hey, this is what it is. Uh, you, the thing with Christmas is you got to be, we don't do appointments for estimates. Uh, you got it because you got to be fast. Everything you do, you need to think about speed. You want to get it up, get it, get out of there and get on to the next one. Uh, so I, you start complicating things and it just starts slowing you down, starts bogging things down. And that actually leads perfectly into my next question is as we're diving into how to set this up into SA, it uh, looks like Krista and Brian and Hobie, uh, a lot of people are interested in us showing them how to set this up in SA. So I'm going to actually, I think, save some of the finer details and not get into the weeds until we actually do the Facebook live from screen a, share how to set it up. Yeah. But Bart, from, from a 30,000 foot view, you know, you have your, your handful of services and then your product set up and we don't do estimates because estimates take too long people have too many questions you should take care of that with an email send them an email or a text message or the phone call uh and, and give them the basic information let your office communicate back for it it'll get bogged down in the front yard uh so you know we we go to the house we try to do all estimates the same day unless you call late in the evening and then we'll just do them the next morning but no we we go to the house we do our measurements real quick you can do it with a basic measuring wheel uh a, a lot of things can just be eyeballed put together the estimate we snap a, like three pictures you know we get a, a left profile a straight on and then a, a right profile picture of the house and we attach those in it onto the estimate through the app send the estimate automation starts texting the client letting them know hey it's there the office immediately starts trying to call and follow up and get it closed you got to be quick because it's like i said it's very emotional you don't want wives husbands getting involved uh, you you want to you want to get it closed and you want to get their credit card and you want to get a 50% deposit immediately and then you want to get it installed as quick as possible as well because it, you just you want to just keep your schedule open um, but yeah like I said we so we do the estimate if the girls close the job they immediately print off the the the, the accepted parts of the estimate they print off the pictures that afternoon whoever sold the job is going to take a highlighter and they're just going to highlight on top of the color picture where the lights go where where to hang the reef where to hang the garland which bushes to wrap whatever it is you sold and then that's just going to get stapled together and it's going to just be sitting there waiting and that actual picture will go with the crew so our shop guy if you we sell you 200 feet of lights a reef and a garland uh our rico our shop guy is going to pull the material he's going to pull 200 feet of lights he's going to pull a garland he's going to pull a reef it's going to all be in a box it's going to be sitting there with the paperwork going to be waiting now all our crew got to do grab the box and they go all the material all the instruction all the pictures everything's just right there waiting on them so that's kind of a thirty thousand foot view we can get into more details uh later okay it, it, i gotta ask you, you you struck me by surprise and i know it may surprise you but 
I would say about 95% of the people we talk to as a certified advisor of Simple Growth do not want to pick up the phone to answer it or especially make phone calls. Did you just say that you actually pick up the phone and make calls and close sales on the phone still? So I, I am quite the contrary to this. I, I, I love automations to death and automations is a beautiful thing, but I think that people, I think you can over automate things. I think that, I think that uh, there's something to be said about uh, hearing a, a loud voice on the other end of the phone. So I, agree uh, we I, don't, I don't think we send but one or two text messages or not text emails. All of it, it's, it's all text message, it's all phone calls. Uh, it's all personal. Try to make it as personal as possible. Awesome. No, good stuff. Because a lot of people we talk to, I, I highly recommend uh, at least one or two phone calls, get that personal well, connection. I mean, motion close that sale. No matter what you want to do, if you if you want to sell, you'll do which is is necessary. Awesome. No, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that, and that, that's one of the big things. I'm just taking a look at my notes here. I think we pretty much hit all the um, the main key points here. Um, it doesn't look like there's any other live questions. If you have any other questions for Garrett, uh, drop them in real quick. We'll answer them. If not, in the recording version, uh, we're going to shoot for either Thursday or Friday. Uh, this week for uh, Facebook Live screen share. How to set this up. We can go over basic materials as well. Uh, maybe do a materials list and some different vendors, things like that. We can get that together. Um, you know, any any collections. Okay. Uh, uh, yes, Cody. We do fifty. We do fifty percent. If you yeah, you you don't get on the books until it's fifty credit card only fifty percent, and then we charge fifty percent the day after we install. Uh, Robert had a question. Is there liability issues, accidents, falls from roofs or homes? I'm assuming you probably have to have the right insurance to do this. There is insurance and it's just like all insurance. It's a, you know, you just, you, yes, there is insurance. It's a work, it's a work comp code. Uh, I cash paid a broken leg about four years ago, uh, just to keep from having a, a work comp claim. But yeah, no, I mean, there is liability involved, uh, but it's just like everything else. I mean, there's liability, uh, involved <laughs> Yeah, Taylor. <laughs> He's still but, a good looking guy, even though he fell yeah, face first off the roof. Exactly. Uh, yes, there is liability involved, but it's just like every, I mean, there's liability involved with running a lawnmower if you're a big dummy about it. So, yeah, I have uh, Mr. Dom here with a quick question too. Do you price services different uh, from products? We'll probably tackle that on the uh, the screen share version, but you want to get the I mean, uh, our service is a line item and then the product is immediately underneath it. So, it's just one quick two lines boom, boom. Yes. Okay, perfect. Well, Garrett, I really appreciate your time. I know you got a compressed schedule out there. You're out there crushing some Christmas light sales. Uh, Taylor Hansen, what's up, buddy? Just, yeah, he's a good looking guy. Can't wait to see him at SA5. Um, George Cortez, longtime listener, man. Appreciate it. Uh, he says your Facebook page is A++. Yeah, if, you, if you're looking for somebody uh, as a role model for organic traffic. Consistency. Uh, Garrett is consistent and um, sometimes awkward, but he gets the job done. So it's good. Uh, so until SA5, we'll see everybody uh, here on Thursday or Friday coming up. Looks like uh, my feed is cutting out here just a little bit. So we'll see you Thursday or Friday, SA Weekly Talk Show. Garrett Matthews, Mike Callahan. We'll see you later this week. Thanks a lot, Garrett. See you, man. If you like this show, you might want to check out our resources at www.startsimplegrowth.com. While you're there, enter to win an estimator chatbot. Mike Callahan is available for private coaching.